Let us take caution from our early century poet B.O.B. Bobby Ray when he said, Don't look at me wrong, I'm out of my mind. Like Nostradamus and Da Vinci combined, so paranoid of espionage, I'm watching my doors and checking my blinds. <laughs> well, so is Hike, Bobby. So is Hike Vision. Welcome to Security Today. This is episode two, season one, and I am the security industry's cool uncle, Uncle Bear. That's B-A-E-R. Um, go ahead and follow me right now on Instagram and Twitter at Uncle B-A-E-R underscore, and this podcast on Insta at Security Today Podcast. If you want to be a sponsor, go ahead and just DM me and be polite. Now listen, we are stoked for this season to kick off, and by we, I mean me. And um, I'm just glad you're here. I hope you heard the first episode. We're going to be really diving into some things, and I'm excited for this season. So the way that we do this is the first thing we're going to talk about is what we're going to talk about. So I don't know if you've heard of them, but IPVM is the world's leading authority on video surveillance. Now, they describe themselves as, quote, founded in 2008, we are independent and dedicated to objective information. We do not accept advertising, sponsorship, nor consulting projects for manufacturers, and we fund our work through paid members' services. Unquote. They have over 700 individual tests and 5,700 in-depth experts reports, expert reports, excuse me, that are non-funded, and they are independent of that. I don't know if you can find that in other industries, but this is the only thing I know of in our industry that is leading the way in this. They don't take any funding. They get it from their member services, and their whole goal is they want an objective outlook on video surveillance, they do some stuff in access control, um, really security related, but with that heavy leaning towards video surveillance. So if, if you install this stuff, if you put it in, if you want to be putting in the most quality thing you can put in or the best priced thing for what you're getting, um, this is exactly where you need to start and stay on top of the news of the industry, what's going out, what's coming in, what's breaking, what's, uh, what do they call it, merging or aligning or all these acquisitions of the security industry. I don't know if any of you are following um, security news, but acquisitions are like on a rise over the last maybe two years. Seems like everybody's buying everybody. We're going to end up with a monopoly where Asa Abloy and Convergent can't get over buying themselves. Um, that, that was slighted. Listen, the other thing um, that you need to know is they have 10,000 members in over 100 countries. And uh, they're also cited by like the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, Bloomberg, Reuters. And uh, so we're definitely going to kind of dive into some of the reports that they've done today. And uh, it's going to be exciting. The other thing that I kind of want to hit on a little later in the show is how far should the integrator take their own consideration into what they're putting in? It's kind of a uh, tap into self type of thing. Why don't you just take those eyes, flip them to the back of your head, and just kind of look at where you're at. What should we think about what we're putting in? Um, I know that there's a lot of perspectives out there. You know, Some say that, well, this is the cheap thing, and the client wants it 
as well priced as I can get it, and this is the wellest priced thing that I can give them. Or, or maybe they're saying, well, anything can be hacked, so it doesn't really matter what you put in. We've already sold our soul to the data devil, and uh, just do whatever makes you money, man. Just get to the top. Or maybe it's more of like, well, it doesn't matter for my type of installing things. Uh, it's you know, it, it it's not gonna like affect big you know, data corporations or, you know, really important stuff that the government holds or something like that. There's a lot of, like, reasons that we go into maybe not, or, you know, I know some guys personally that are like, well, no, I put the best stuff in, and if the client can't pay for it, well, then they can't pay for it, and that necessarily isn't the best outlook either, so I just want to dive in and look at that. First, let's get to a sponsor, LemkeyLockworks.com, the door experts. South of the Green Bay area, Limkey Lockworks has been in the lock in, uh, locksmith industry for over 25 years. They work in residential, commercial, the installation of hollow metal doors. They do smart home and access control, and you can check them out online. So just go follow them on Instagram at Limkey Lockworks. That's L-E-M-K-E Lockworks. And let them know that you heard about him here. Be like, hey, I was listening to that sexy dude, and he said to follow you, and now that I'm here, I love your page, and I love what you do, and we're both locksmiths, or we're both in the security industry, you ever, you know, what do you do for this situation, what do you do for this situation, awesome dudes, and they will uh, really take care of you if you reach out to them, so go check it out. Now, I know that, for the little chit-chat, I know that some of us follow the security industry and some of us don't, but that's exactly why you're here listening to this. So I kind of try to stay on top of it. And I don't know if you've heard of GSX. It's a trade show that As Is International puts on. And they put it on this year in September, uh, September 8th, I think it was. It was like uh, maybe three or four days of education classes and then a trade show at the end, which is common of trade shows. But they were really focused in on education this year. Now, they had like... 20,000 people show up from like 125 different countries. And I just wanted to highlight that for a second because these trade shows like ISC West, GSX, things like that are wonderful places to just feel the vibes and feel the energy. Um, I've been to multiple uh, conventions or trade shows when I was in more of the locksmith field. Uh, I haven't made it to GSX or ISC West yet or ISC East even, but um, these are wonderful places and they are worth the investment. And it's hard to sometimes believe that because you're going and yeah, you're getting education classes, but it's a lot of money to send your guys and you or to go yourself. But I can guarantee you that the vibrations and the experience that you feel and and the encouragement that you can come back into your work with is definitely always going to help. And um, I also wanted to highlight it because 20,000 people, 125 different countries, and education just being served out. I mean, the industry right now is super healthy. I've been talking about it on my Instagram. I've been um, trying to highlight it when I talk to other people in the security industry. But this, this industry right now is very healthy, and I'm very proud of it. So I thought I'd just bring it up. Now, let me touch back on the IPVM stuff that I was talking about. Now, there was an IPVM article that came out in January of 2018. It's called USA and Europe Map of Detected Backdoor Cameras. You can go read it because you don't need to have a membership to see the whole thing. They have videos on there of how the backdoor was discovered. They have videos on how the backdoor was executed. And um, what they did was is these were hike vision cameras 
they took Hike Vision cameras, they executed this backdoor, um, and Hike had had some problems even after this with UPnP hacks and port forwarding vo vulnerabilities that were giving you the ability to reset the camera to factory settings, giving you even more vulnerability. Um, but what they did in this is they made a, a map, and it's like Google Maps. You can zoom in, zoom out, go all over the globe, and what they they took about 3,400 yellow markers to indicate vulnerable cameras that they were able to execute this backdoor hack on and take a snapshot on these on these height vision cameras. And then there's like 700 red markers that they had gone in and were already ha hacked. They had already been hacked because when this backdoor was executed in the lower right-hand corner of the snapshot, I believe, it then displayed the text, hacked. So... It was, it, it was not a, a vulnerability as much as it was a backdoor because this wasn't just there because the programmers didn't catch it. I mean, it had indications that this was there to be accessed in this way. And that really becomes a problem when you come to realize that Hike Vision is 40% owned by the Chinese government. And that really became a problem when we found out later that year in 2018 that there was a lot of hike vision implemented on military bases and forts around our uh, nation on, on state soil. Now, you saw in Missouri, there was a, a fort that ripped down the hike vision camera at the very uh, front of the base. And that was kind of this kickoff to, we need to get this out of here. And this is, you know, Chinese product being put and implemented into our American homeland. And they have these back doors that are easily accessible so that they can take snapshots of what's going on on our military bases. Um, and then in a groundbreaking move that will really have drastic consequences across the video surveillance market, Daua and Hike Vision were banned and have been sanctioned by the U.S. government for human rights abuses, citing specifically that these entities, quote, these entities have been implicated to human rights violations and abuses in the implementation of China's campaign of repression, mass arbitrary detention, high technology surveillance against the Uyghurs and the Kazakhs, and other members of the Muslim minority groups in the XUAR, in uh, quote, which is kind of like northwestern uh, China. And, you know, Hike Vision was awarded this contract for a government-forced facial recognition project across 967 mosques in China. The evidence of Hike Vision's direct involvement in the IJOP, which is the Integrated Joint Operations Platform that they've implemented, is a large-scale integrated surveillance program tar targeting Muslims to initiate them into a political re-education camp that has been described by The Economist as terrifying and, quote, as race-based as the apartheid in South Africa was, end quote. The question becomes, does it matter to the integrator? Look, these are facts. The U.S. sanctioned this company because of the things that they were involved with, which was taking innocent people and putting them into re-education camps and being a central player in that because they were 40% owned by the Chinese government. And so should that matter to us as the integrator thousands and thousands of miles away? Look, I know good integrators that install Hike. And maybe they know this information, maybe they don't. My opinion is not a gavel that I swing to the quality of the integrator's work. 
They're excellent integrators. But my question and the point that I want to bring to the table is, does the quality of work and quality of mind need to be in unison? If you do really, really good work, should that be united with that you hold to really, really good standards? So we have to ask ourselves a question. Does our calling to provide physical security hold us to a higher standard? Or are we just regular citizens? You know, you take a police officer, or you take a lawyer or a judge, and they're held to a higher standard in our, in our communities. We want somebody who's going to be issuing the law to also be a law-abiding citizen, and not take that and manipulate it or bend it into what they want it to be, or something that's more convenient for them. So, or we take teachers, for example. We hold them to a standard to give out neutral, factual education that will help and provide people to think and grow and not slight it or manipulate it into the way that they want it to become. So then we have to ask ourselves, as security integrators, are we held to a higher standard? Is the security that we are putting in, there's an expectation that that security will be secure? And is that on us? I would say yes. I would say that just like a police officer, a lawyer, a judge, we work in an industry that provides people something that will then in turn require an expectation on us to be providing them the best known thing we can provide them. And look, I'm not a purist. There are things out there, everything out there is hackable. I believe that. And on top of that, there are companies out there right now with probably products that I'm putting in with my own hands that might have a vulnerability or a backdoor that'll come to light. But when it comes to light, then my responsibility changes. And we know that Hike Vision has had hacks and had vulnerabilities and that they run their company like this and that they personally endorse the Chinese government that is against us in many ways. So we should be held to a higher standard, a higher moral, that we're not putting something in that is supporting a cause that is actually in turn hurting the people that we're putting it in for. To truly be a master of craft and excellent at our work, a gold standard in the community, we as individuals should hold our work to the fires of truth, the hot irons of what we are promoting with our life individually. And then we should go out there and we should be the best damn security integrator we can be. And we should provide that customer with a security integrator that is above par and above board and far beyond what they will find if they just pick up a phone book. I was going to say a phone book like those exist anymore. If they just pick up the Google book and type in uh, security or security cameras or something like that, that when they reach out to our company, specifically us and our hands, they need to be getting the most excellent piece of security that they can get. And that doesn't just stop at the hardware. It goes far beyond that into the person that you are into the, into the um, product that, and what the product supports in its individual self. So, listen, that's it for this week's uh, security today. I know that might be a, a touchy topic. I know guys who I'm going to be friends with in the security industry that are still going to put hike in. It's cool because, listen, I'm not slinging this as, like, judgment or, like, if I think you're a good integrator or not. No, there are plenty of integrators who are good that might just see it differently when it comes to hike vision or when it comes to Daua. And that's okay. I'm totally cool with it. They want to do them, they do them. I do me. 
It's not going to stop me from being a friendly, kind person who has information to offer. And I hope it wouldn't stop them either. And the guys that I know, it's not going to stop. Right? It's just we're trying to grow and become a better community. And that's why we're out here doing this. That's why I'm out here saying this. It's because I just want to be a better community. So listen, I hope you're blaring this podcast while your windows are down and you're telling all of your coworkers and fellow security friends about this podcast. And also remember to follow this podcast on Insta at Security Today Podcast. And then follow me, Uncle B-A-E-R underscore, on Insta. And then while you're at it, just go over to at Low Voltage Nation on Instagram. You need to inquire with those guys how to get involved with a greater community. After following them, type Low Voltage Nation into your search podcast uh, platform and subscribe. Listen, this community will not build itself. So get involved and add what you can. I'm Uncle Bear, and I will see you next time on Security Today.